Before we start today's show, I just want to give a massive shout out to Acast for making this show happen. Thanks, Acast. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the PJ Podcast. I hope you're having a good one. I don't know about you, but last week, oh, it all just crept up on me. Like Everything just sort of caught up. Um, I think it's this time of year where you're like, oh my God, we're actually so close to Christmas and there's so much to do. Um, <laughs> like Everyone has sort of got working deadlines to do before the end of the year. And then all of a sudden there's all these social things to do. And then you got to get ready for Christmas and then make New Year plans and it's overwhelming. But anyway, I'm back and I'm so excited um, to introduce you to my two guests I have on the show this week. That's right. Why have one when you can have two? Double trouble, twice the fun. Insert the pun here. Um, my guests on the show this week are Jess and Steph Dadon. They are the sisters behind How to Live and the super fun shoe brand Tubes. Um... If you don't know Tubes, oh my God, I fell in love with them when I moved to Melbourne and I wore them all the time. And I may have had a few videos made about them from my former co-host Jay saying, what are those? And Alex, producer Alex, can't forget him. Um, Yes, (laughs) those shoes. Because they were bright and fun. I may have been mocked a little at work, but they are honestly such a cool brand and I love what they're about. And in this chat, um, we talk about faking your way to success, how less is more, no longer resonating with the world that you're working in and um, spiritual journeys because these girls have gone on them um, over the last couple of years and what actually prompted them to go down that track. So much fun this chat. I really hope you enjoy it. My episode with Steph and Jess Dadon. Jess, Steph, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, We were having a bit of an awkward chat off record saying that we didn't really know how to introduce ourselves today because we both feel like we know each other but we don't really know each other it's kind of this weird sort of relationship from afar we've kind of always messaged each other over the last few years and now we are here in kind of person talking which is really exciting yay but we realized we have met each other once which all three of us forgot so like none of us could have been on our a game that day (laughs) and I definitely thought we were long lost best friends like I thought we were really close friends that hadn't spoken in years but actually I think we've all just listened to each other's things before well I literally when I got to Melbourne I had a bunch of Kiwi friends who were rocking tubes and I'd never seen them before and I was like these are so cool they're so 
different. Oh my God. Like, and I was just so enamored and in love with all the colors of Melbourne and like just all the funky patterns that I just went right in and I rocked tubes at work, I think from like day one. So you guys had me. Oh my gosh. I just had a memory where (laughs) one time I was driving to yoga, like super early in the morning, listening to your radio show. Uh It was years ago. Uh And you know, you used to do this segment, yay or nay, something like that. And (laughs) one of the, one of the questions was like Velcro sandals, yay or nay. And Jace was like, nay. And you were like, yay, absolutely. I have these really cool sandals. And in my mind, I'm like, please God say tubes, please God say tubes. And then you're like, they're a Melbourne brand, it's called tubes. And it literally made my week. I like called everyone at the office. So I was like, I'm sending you the audio right now. That was a targeted yay or nay. They knew that I was wearing them that day. So they're like, right, here we go. I mean, the first times a man trolled the shoes. Right. I was like, you guys just don't understand. We get a lot of hate comments. We actually, Bianca from our socials team made a video the other day that was like, rating people's hate comments out of 10. It was so and good. I saw that. People write, yeah, people write the funniest stuff on them. Like, you know, we advertise them as vegan. People are always like, can I eat these? And we're oh like, God. good one. So funny. <laughs> I did see that video. That was hilarious. Have you guys found that because you went down that sustainable fashion route that you have kind of had to deal with quite a bit of criticism over the last few years? Uh, so yes, much. Definitely. Even prior to being like very environmentally focused we started Mm. our brand being vegan and vegans which I am one so no shade but I feel like they're notoriously very opinionated (laughs) so it was almost like we were going into this market where we were opening ourselves up to so much criticism and we see from our comments like we think we're doing lots of great stuff and people who think that we're also doing great stuff they don't want to tell us how well we're doing they want to tell us all the reasons that we are shit and like that's just all part of it and it's okay and most of the time we have fun and we laugh about it like recently we had somebody write a really mean comment on a post and then we clicked through to her profile and she had all this yoga on her Instagram and so we wrote back saying namaste and so it's just just out of it because it's so ridiculous well you just go why like what is driving someone to actually make someone's day shit like they must be having a really shit day to be doing that and it's also so funny because it's like go call out an oil company or like someone (laughs) that's really actually doing shit stuff. But here we are and we're like, your shoes are made from 65% recycled materials. And they're like, what about the other 35%? God, you're like, guys, we're on the same team. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so let's go like back to how it actually started because you guys were the OG bloggers. Is that right, Steph? How did the whole thing start? OG bloggers. Oh my God, you're really taking us back. That must have been about 10 or 11 years ago now. And we, I actually moved to Paris for six months, which was so much fun. Our dad's French. So I went over there to attempt to learn French. Totally failed, but (laughs) succeeded in eating a lot of croissants and Mm. delicious baked goods. Pano chocolat. Pano chocolat. Merci. No good. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. Um, so I was over there for six months and Jess and I were going to be separated across the world for the first time. And we thought it'd be really fun to start a blog. The reason we thought that was because we were working for a fashion company in Melbourne 
and they flew a blogger across the world to come and speak to us at the office. And we were like, holy shit, this is somebody's <laughs> job. We could literally be these people that go around the world to fashion weeks and have so much fun together and get paid for it. And we just set out to create this. And it, it sounds like we had all this foresight, but basically we had no idea what we were doing and we just happened to get in the exact right time. Yeah. So we started this blog. It took off really quickly. We got to do all these amazing things. Like we have the most hilarious memories from this time. Like firstly, we went to Paris Fashion Week in the first few months of our blog and we acted like we were hot shit. We got all dressed (laughs) up. We acted like we had tickets, but we didn't. So we would get to these fashion shows. We found online where the schedule and found what shows would be on. So we would get there and we'd be like outside the Chanel show and we'd be dressed to the nines. And all these photographers standing outside would like take all these pictures of us and we were dressed in matchy matchy <laughs> outfits and it was really cute. And then literally when everybody was looking away and taking somebody else's photo, we'd be like, now. And we'd just run in the opposite direction. <laughs> and we'd, like, we'd literally run home and then we'd take it one step further because we didn't want to just pretend to the people that were there that we were at the shows. We also then, you know, we're trying to create this fashion blog where we were being taken seriously. So we'd go home, we'd Google the shows We'd read people's reviews of it. We'd look at different photos of the shows and then we'd upload reviews if we were there. You are joking. That yeah, we're is... really sneaky. Wait, I feel, like, I feel like you can't trust anything we say. Like when people <laughs> oh hear this about us, it's like, how do you trust us now? One time we actually did get into a show because we are very savvy photoshoppers and we counterfeited <laughs> tickets that we found online fraud so there's that. nah like you've got this far surely you've spoken about it people understand yeah. it was over a decade ago what are you gonna do exactly what are you gonna do about it you didn't hurt anyone did you <laughs> just of limitations exactly okay so you're plagiarizing or what we call it fraudulently getting into all these <laughs> shows and writing these blogs and then how did tubes the shoes come about Paddleloop was really fun and it was really fun in the early days it mm. was as fun as it sounded But then it got really not that fun anymore. I guess we came in in this sweet spot where we started our blog before Instagram was even a thing. So then when we started Instagram, it was a really new platform and Mm. it was like, cool, what do we want this to be? We could be really creative on there. It was quite uh, rough. We're not very good at making things look polished. Mm. But then, you know, the rise of what I guess Instagram is now started happening and becoming our reality. And we were spending so much time in front of the camera. It was so bad for our mental health. Like we placed so much value on how many likes we were getting and how many followers we were having and what we were and weren't getting invited to. Like I developed an eating disorder. Steph had her own shit going on. It was, and I'm not saying that there was solely that reason, but it just like wasn't a great time in our lives. Yeah. And also because we had to make it look like we were having fun at all times, we were never actually having fun. And Mm. I can't believe people still have to do this because for (laughs) us, this is like, a really depressing time in our lives when we look back at it where we went on holidays like I remember being in Hawaii with our partners and instead of just like having fun on holidays we were like running back and forth from the room changing into different outfits making our partners like take mm. all these like videos and photos of us oh, and we was- were the worst 
Yeah, we really put them through a lot and <laughs> we miss out on all these like fun holidays and things that yeah. now I think it's made me go the opposite way where I really, neither of us really use social media at all. And it's so much fun to just like actually be in a moment and actually enjoy it and enjoy a meal without needing to take up the perfect photo of it. And like, get you know, we get up like all fours on the table, like taking birds (laughs) up views of things. And and now when I see those people, I'm like, oh, can't we all just enjoy life? Was that weird stepping back from that though? Because that would have been so ingrained in your day to day, right? Everything you'd eat, everything you were doing and consuming, I guess you were filming so when you actually took that pressure off was that just the best feeling it's like every time I get re-addicted to social media it's an addiction and it's really hard to break yeah and I feel like I still find it now even though I don't have social media I'll get addicted to the news and then I'll just be there reading the news or I'll get addicted to a game like I do wordle with my mom still I'm like well like the two of the only seven people that are still doing well in this world. (laughs) And we do it every night and we send it to each other. But then I'm like, ooh, what else can I play that's like that? And then I've discovered world. You have to pick what country it is. And then I've like found... Yeah, so like I go down this rabbit hole, I can get addicted to anything and there's just something really amazing in being able to break that addiction and being like slower and sometimes trying not to watch TV at night and reading a book or just chatting to my partner or going out for a dinner and it's really a hard adjustment. Like it sounds great, Mm. but for some reason, like there's just something in our brains that wants to be doing all of the time. And so that's been like a big part of um, a journey that Jess and I have both gone on in getting into like yoga and meditation and things that are kind of slowing us down because while it sounds ideal not to be in that way of living, it's really hard. Yes, mm. yes. Well, because I had heard you guys were talking about that sort of spiritual journey you'd taken. And, and I was going to ask today, like, what was it that prompted it? So was it literally having to step back from that wild world of the internet? Yeah, I think that we were both in really weird places in our lives like towards the end of how to live which was our blog Mm -hmm. and it was like a really nice moment in time where we got to step back we kind of started tubes at the height of how to live so there was a few years there where we were juggling them both but tubes didn't require that much energy from us it was such a small brand at the time and really like just the two of us for so many years we didn't have any employees and so there was a lot of time to like go inward. And I guess you always hear people talk about it takes hitting rock bottom to really force you to go there. And I know like, I won't speak for Steph, but I I know it did for me. Yeah. Really have moments where I was like, oh, this sucks. This is no way to live to really start to explore what else there is out there. I guess like I was in such a state of stress and overwhelm we really came up in peak girl boss hustle culture. Like Mm. we were looking towards Sophia Amoruso from Nasty Gal to be our beacon of what it was to be, you know, an important woman in society. And I, for one, definitely like completely abandoned everything about myself, Mm. which is, you know, my innate nature is a lot softer. It's a lot more sensitive. It's a lot slower but I was like, I want to be like her. And so for the first few years of us in the fashion industry, I think we were just like emulating this peak performance at all times. We would work late nights. We would work 
all weekend. Like mm. if we had a weekend off, that would be an absolute anomaly. And it was really this moment in time where I think for such a long time, I didn't value anything I was. Oh. And I I only valued what, you know, the Sophia Russos of the world were. So it really take me being like, okay, actually, it's okay that I am not naturally any of those things mm. and all the things that I naturally am are actually really wonderful. Mm. And it was in moments like that that I started to think there must be a different way of doing this. And I think that we had really hard conversations around that time period where it was like, do we want to do this? Should we just like pack up shop altogether? Does it make sense to still work in the fashion industry and asking really difficult questions like that? And so how has that kind of healing or self-discovery journey gone for you guys? And what's it looked like? Has it been being really open to, I don't know, all the ways that you can take care of yourself or is it, yeah, just slowing down? Like literally that simple? Oh, we thought you'd never ask our favourite topic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I think that I had a really similar experience to Jess. We were kind kind of in our own ways. But I just felt shit all the time. And we had what was perceived to be this super successful business and blog and people be like, oh my God, you guys are amazing. And so there was all this like praise and reinforcement that what we were doing was the right thing. But then in my body, my body felt heavy and just yuck. And I was sick a lot and I just felt terrible. And I was like, nah, like something's off here. And I remember Jess and I used to like see things like people practicing gratitude on Instagram, like hashtag grateful. (laughs) And we would, we would just make so much fun of it. And we were like, ew, gratitude. Why would we ever do that? And cut to us now being like, namaste, what are we grateful for? And like the beginning of every meeting that we run, like we completely became what we thought we never would. But it's so funny because I think until you do those things, yeah you don't actually realize that even though it can look showy, it's actually not at all about how it looks. It's all about how it makes you feel. Yeah. So Jess and I kind of both found all this stuff in really different ways. Um, Jess went and did a lot of yoga and um, ended up training to be a yoga teacher. And I actually found this life coach in the UK and I was just like, my life sucks so much. I literally found her in a Google search on like, I was just like, retreats to self-help retreats <laughs> fix I don't know. me <laughs> fix me I think I googled fix me that is accurate and this woman came up and she was just this incredible woman who I went over and I spent five days with her in the UK because I happened to be in Europe anyway and she was like these are some books to read and I was like oh my god this is me this is trauma in my body whoa like what books were they Oh, How to Be an Adult in Relationships by David Richo. Yeah. Homecoming by John Bradshaw. And do you like that? I'm just like. I, <laughs> I was like, oh, no, go. I don't know. Should we ready to say them? She's ready. <laughs> what about Your Body Keeps and, a Score? Wasn't that one of them? 
She does love that book. The other one was Waking the Tiger by Peter Levine. And she had a library of books there, like 30 books. And I took a photo of every one of them. So I could tell you all of them. I thought you were going to say write, like, write your list. Your classic Deep Park or Eckert Tolly or something like that. Because literally. We've been there too. We've been there too. This bookshelf is just bookshelf. self-help books. And I Same. just. <laughs> they say that you can tell the age of a woman by her bookshelf. If she's in her 20s, it's That's all like so romance novels. And then 30s, all self-help. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, wow, so you saw her and she she really helped. I literally spent five days with her and it was, she just opened me up to this whole world and we did a lot of breath work. I got acupuncture oh. and we just talked about stuff. Naturally, she'd left a journal on my bed. I started journaling every day and doing a gratitude practice every day. And I was alone for the first time ever. I'd, I'd literally gone back to back with boyfriends since I was like 14 years old. Mm-hmm. I was alone and I was slow and I was eating my food slowly. And I just like in these five days had this complete transformation that I came out of the, that time. I'd, I'd gone on a break with my partner, like with my boyfriend just before that. Uh, and I remember speaking to him after the five days we were texting and he was like, are you putting this on? I don't understand. You sound like a completely different person. And I was like, what do you mean? And we ended up getting back together after a few months wow. because he'd also gone down this similar journey. And I thought all these things that I thought were wrong with him and that I thought, well, like I was kind of projecting onto him mm. actually were just like things inside of me that mm. I needed to resolve. And that was when I, when I got back and we were still broken up, I came to Byron for six weeks. Cause I was like, Ooh, this kind of stuff happens in Byron. (laughs) And I just, you know, found sound healing and went to women's circles and, and all of this amazing stuff. And so then when we got back back together, I was like, cool. PS, I'm moving to Byron. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And now that's fully our lives here. I just started my own women's circle actually a couple of weeks ago for the first time, which was like, yeah, huge for me to feel like I'm in a place where I can kind of create that space for other women as well. Cause I've been part of a women's circle for the last two years that helped me so much. And women come into this space that have never done any of this work before and have never shared openly or been vulnerable. And already we've only had two circles and already we've seen this huge shift in, in people that are just like coming into this space. People spend the whole time like bawling their eyes out. It's such a nurturing space of women being supportive of each other. I've created all of these female friendships that we went away. um, My old women's circle, we ran a retreat for each other last week where we rented a house and we each ran a session for each other. And so we made this incredible retreat. And at the end of the week, one of the girls said, wow, we didn't fight. There wasn't an argument. There wasn't one issue because we're breaking the way that women have always done things. And it's just like... There's all these new new ways and things we're discovering that's just so beautiful. And I feel like so many people don't want to age. And it's like our culture's like, be in your 20s. Your 20s are the best. And Jess and I are always so like, toxic, eh? It's they're just so toxic. The 30s are amazing yeah. compared to that. And so where do you do these circles? Do you do them down on the beach or are they, oh, you do them at your place. Oh, that's so cool. I started it with a friend from my old women's circle. And so we do one at hers and one at mine every two weeks. Um, and so we just literally do it in my house, which feels so magical. And I've got like all these candles and crystals oh and dried God. flowers here from, we built like, like a come little over. Oh my in the God, middle. I really want yeah, to come. <laughs> yes, totally invited. And there's so much of this stuff in Byron, but there's also so much of this stuff everywhere. Yeah. You start to look for it. There really is. And do you find that that's kind of hard though? Like when you start finding that other part of you and that spiritual side really sort of starts to come through and you've got tubes, do you find that it makes you reevaluate everything? Hmm. <laughs> Are you like, well, 
choose what I want to do. I mean, I love tomes, but like I know that identity crisis that can come with the more you kind of dig deeper, you're like, what am I doing here? Like, is this really what I want to do? Totally. Oh my God. Isn't that so hard? And it's not just with work. It's with everything, right? Like it's, it happens in your friendships. It happens in your relationships. It even happens within your family where you're like, oh, these things don't make me feel good anymore. What do I even do with them? But definitely for us, like it also happened with work. There was a solid 18 month period where Steph and I were completely checked out of tubes. We were just like, yeah, cool. That's just ticking along. It doesn't really make any sense to us. We also like feel too overwhelmed by making any large decisions about the future of tubes. <laughs> yes. So we're just going to act like nothing's happening and like go work on ourselves over here. Um, but what's been really cool with tubes, and I, I reckon if you sat me down in that moment and said, what do you think is going to happen? I would have said to you, I feel so unpassionate about shoes and the fashion industry. I don't see any way forward where I could work in this business. It makes no sense with who I am right now. But that was when, you know, we made a really big decision in the end to pivot really strongly towards the climate crisis. And that was how we found meaning in our work again. And I think that like going inward is awesome And there have been so many periods in our lives where we go inward and we're very like passive and we're just like, okay, like we'll just be with ourselves and live slowly and like create Mm. connections with humans and whatever. But then what does inspire us in addition is like, cool, how do we take this into action? And how do we like also create great things with it? And then it's also in the way that we run our business. Some people have been with us for the last five years over this journey. And like, they'll tell you that the way we ran our business in the beginning compared to the way that we run it right now is completely different. Mm. Like, like Steph said, at the beginning of every meeting, we have a feelings check. Like if you're not- Do you? Yeah, absolutely. Every meeting you do a feelings check? The group meetings, we like come together and like the first thing is just how you feel, like how's everyone feeling? And like often people will say, I don't know how I'm feeling Um, because how common is that? Like we're not spending any time in our bodies when we're like out there doing the Mm. dance. And then it's actually really nice to like, you can come however you are. You can come and say, "I, I have no idea how I'm feeling today. I feel so out of my body. And that's perfectly okay. But it also like forces you to check in with your body Mm. and be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm noticing like some anxiety coming up or like I had a really, it could be as simple as like, I had a really shit sleep last night. I feel exhausted. My fuse is so short. Mm. Sorry if I'm a bitch today. (laughs) Yeah. And have you found that that's really helped with the whole team gel? Oh, hugely because we feel like it's such an old school way of doing things that it's leave yourself at the door. Don't Mm. bring your full self to work. Whereas we're a really supportive team. We're yeah. all women. We're, there are just five of us. We're a small team. And so oh my God, we like, just I'm, hired a man yesterday. Did oh you? Oh, my God. So none of the things I just said are true anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're still supportive. And he yeah. has, he is beautiful. And he's, yeah, he's very on board. Yesterday, he and I had a long chat about astrology. So don't worry. He'll fit right in. <laughs> Perfect. I haven't met him yet, actually. So I'm very excited. We're excited to have some different energy in, but... I think the way that we do things is Mm. in a more feminine way than businesses are traditionally run. And it's bring your full self to work. How are you and how can everybody help you? And how can we understand you better and how you're showing up? And also, I think that we've created a new way of working where Tubes is on fire right now. Our sales have like quadrupled in the last few months. We have just been selling like crazy. 
And if you ask any one of our team members, we have less work on than we've ever had before. And there are a few things that we've brought in that have really created this. And and people say, oh, it's such a it's a, just a fairy tale, but it's not because we're running yeah, a they love to successful make, business. They love like, to make fun of us. Like, oh, you girls live in fairyland. Like, really? The who, amount of people, who would say that? Oh, like all of our employees' families. Our employees will tell us like, oh, my God, my family just thinks that I work in like the most ridiculous <laughs> workplace. They're like, what do you even do at work? Oh and we're God. like, yeah, sweet. They don't understand what we do here because we we work really slowly and we like connect with each other. And our business has blown up. There's just nothing fluke about it. Like it's mm, all yeah. together. Since we've started looking at these things, even just like the 80-20 principle, which is you spend, Stephanie, you say it really good in a sentence. What is it? So where 20% of your energy is resulting in 80% of your of your outcomes. And the 80-20 principle, there's a whole book on it. It's a whole philosophy and it's like science-backed. And so like 80% of where you're spending your time is only resulting in 20% of your outcome. So if you can cut out that 80% and really focus on that 20%, then you can be really productive. And part of what we introduced two years ago was a four-day work week. So our staff are all on full-time pay and they only work four days a week. So we've invented a magical thing called Weekend Wednesdays. Oh my God. So it's the middle day that you take off. Oh, I love yes, that. So we have so good. two mini weeks in our week. Two bite-sized weeks. You get like Monday and Thursday a Monday energy and Tuesday and Friday a Friday energy. Yes. And then you have your weekend on a Wednesday uh, where a lot of people have said that it's for someone in our team that's a mom. She gets a whole day off without her daughter where she gets to sleep in and do whatever she wants. Other people say they get to get their laundry done. And then on the weekends, they have all this free time. Yeah. And what we were reflecting on the four-day week the other day, now that we've been doing it for two years, and it's actually made us really protective of our time. So it, we didn't create the four-day week. There's an amazing book called The Four-Day Week that you can yeah. read about it. There was this guy who owned a big business that created it. And it's never a given that you have this day. It's that if we all work and get all our work done outside of that and can be really productive, then we get this gift of a day. Also, there are statistics that say that in different countries in the world, it, it differs, but somewhere between in, a, in an eight-hour workday, people are really getting like two to three hours of work done. So when we heard that, we were like, well, if we can just actually get that two to three hours of work done, why do we have to sit around for the rest of the eight hours? Or if we can extend that two to three hours of pr- productivity to four or five, then what do we need all this extra time just sitting around for? So we say no to everything now. We really don't do much. We used to do pop-ups and events and collaborations and Jess and I would do all these speaking things and all this stuff. And a lot of the self-work has helped because we've been able to let go of the ego of all of it. And we're like, no, it's not for the ego. Because why were you saying yes in the first place? To please others? Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Or like to, to look good. No, yeah. like so also we, like out of a scarcity mentality of yes. like, oh, these people are asking us to do these things. We don't know how much longer this will last. We don't know how much more we're going to be hot for. We have to say yes right now. And it's like FOMO. Nah. But you don't because it feels shit in the moment. I actually heard someone talking about something. Oh, my God, this is so funny. It's like the least profound person ever. Do you guys follow Tinks on Instagram? No. Who is that? She's great. You should go follow her. She's fun. But she was talking about how, like, if you get asked a question in a moment, think about 
if you were to say yes to that, but you have to do it right now or this afternoon. Mm. So like someone's like to you, can we set up a dinner appointment or can you come to this meeting or could we go here or can we take this trip, whatever it is, because it's future focused. You're always like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Future me problem. But she was like, think about how it feels for your insides. If you have to say yes and do it today, Yes. then like you basically say no to everything. (laughs) I love that. I absolutely love that. And it's about the body giving the answers eh? because the body it just it tells you it shuts down if, if it's a like clear no yeah like I get full anxiety and the more you practice it the more you get into your body and the more you start to actually feel things when I first started doing this I was like I have a body you know like I was just <laughs> yeah. like up here floating around in my head and just like checking in with myself you get more into your body so Jess and I are really in tune with when we feel stressed and overwhelmed and we choose not to feel that we're not going to take on more than than we can. Like we really wanted to have a store in Byron and we had an opportunity come up for a store and we looked at it and then we were so excited and we almost just went for it without thinking about it. But then we were like, hang on, slow down. Why are we doing this? What are we doing this for? What would it actually look like if we had a store in Byron? It'd be a lot of work. Like right now we're just selling all our shoes online. We don't have any stockists. And we were like, that would be a lot of work. We don't want to do that. So we didn't do it. Yeah. Our, our like egos wanted to have a store cause that would look really good. And a part of us was really excited, like the little kid inside of us. But then I guess we kind of did a, a version of that test where we were like, okay, if we actually had this work, nah, we're not into that. So you're and very so intuition driven now, eh? Mm, definitely and I think all our team is learning how to be like that as well and we all keep each other accountable and when something comes up and we're like guys should we do this opportunity most of the time people say no because it's actually really obvious it's glaringly obvious now that we've started to say no to things the things that are gonna create sales it's very few things like it's like paid digital ads on Facebook yes that will move the needle doing this random pop-up inside (laughs) a department store. Which will take far more of your energy as well. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Exactly. Are there any things that you've turned down and said no to that you really regret? No. No. Absolutely no. not. What's I don't regret? even remember. I don't even remember the things that you say no to. Yeah. Like we've got such great lifestyles now. So we're running this successful business. It feels fun because it's successful. And we all have time to go to yoga classes, to take time off. Everyone's going, taking like leave at the moment. And this is usually what would be our busiest time if we had a store. Jess and I have said lately, like we keep texting each other and being like, 
we just sold this many pair of shoes while I did a yoga class. <laughs> and like, that's our new favorite thing. Just sold like, this many pairs of shoes while I hung up my washing. Guys, it's working smarter, not harder. I love exactly. that mentality. So yeah, good. Yeah. And I just always find the more you do that, the more you push, the harder it is and the more you relax. Yeah. But it's so hard to remember that in the moment. We always say that when we launch something new or when, we, when we're doing something, if it just naturally has momentum with it, that's when we push further. But if something's just not working, you can feel that and continuing to grind against it, it's just, it's just going to be too much work and not actually going to get you anywhere. So we go where it feels easy now. So where is everything taking you now? What is feeling good? What's feeling easy? Well, tubes is like at an all-time high, which yeah. is such a bizarre feeling because I think like if you if we reflect on times that have been hard, we've been running tubes for almost seven years and I would say six and a half of them felt really hard. We only like really hit our stride in the last six months and it's because of all the things that we're talking about that we just like brought into the business and we're like, why are we pushing this thing so hard? We really need to pare back that. And so for the first time in such a long time, I feel like so excited by tubes and like people love tubes. Like I walk around now and people will come up to me and be like, oh my God, are you that person from tubes? I love tubes. And they want to tell me like a million things about all the reasons why they love tubes, which feels so lovely. It's like we've created a baby. We spent so much time and energy investing in her foundation and like building her up. So she had this really great childhood. Actually, that's so funny. You know, like psychologists always say that the first seven years of a child's <laughs> life is like really integral to how yeah, they yeah, 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 yeah. And it does feel a bit like that. We spent so much time nurturing her. And now like she's actually like, I feel like we've let go and we're just watching her thrive. And now people love tubes more than I love tubes, which is like <laughs> such a surreal feeling because she's my baby. Do you think people connect with the emotion that tubes has? Because uh, tubes are really fun. You know, there's something really fun about it. And yeah, it's like, it's more than just shows. Totally. On the bottom of the shoes, there's like in big letters, like it says tubes. And we discuss like, is that too much branding? And what we came to was, well, tubes isn't really about the shoes. It's much more about tubes is an extension of your values. It's basically the way that like you're showing up in the world and saying, I care about the environment. I care about animals. I care about all these different things that these shoes embody. Like it's not about tubes. It's mm. about all of her values. And I really feel that like when people are coming up to me, they're not saying, oh my God, I love the way the shoes sit on my feet. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 they're awesome. But what they're saying is like, oh my God, I love what they represent. They make me feel good about myself, that I care about all this stuff and tubes cares about all this stuff. That is all that we could ask for. That's awesome. That's so you guys should be so proud of yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're very excited. And also it's so ironic because we've done all this work around letting go of our ego. We're like, it's not a reflection on us. It's just it just is. And it that feels really nice as well. Also, tubes could go really badly tomorrow. And that's You'd be okay. okay. And yeah, exactly. So that feels really nice because we can celebrate it and we can love it, but it's it's not it doesn't feel like so personal and it's not what we're basing our self-worth off of, which is what we were doing when we had How to Live in the early days of Tubes. And I think that also allows us to just, we have so much 
time to do stuff outside of twos and to circle full circle back to the question you asked Mm. earlier about like now that we're on this spiritual journey and does it feel like oh you know why do we want to be doing twos I I have felt that a lot and I went away for a few months in the middle of the year and I just was slow and I took time off work and it was so nice to do that and having all that space to do all the like self-work and being in nature and everything that I wanted, I was able to see, oh, tubes is like this really fun, creative outlet for me. And that's a part of me as well, but it's not Mm. the whole part of me. And I think that so often in, in our work and particularly as entrepreneurs, when we have our own businesses, it becomes like our whole identity. And now we found a way to run tubes that it's just like part of what I do And I go to the beach and swim every day and I hang out with friends heaps and I run a women's circle and I go to lots of like fun workshops and things. And there's just so much balance in life that I feel like is the way it's meant to be. Like, I feel like we can't feel really happy and fulfilled if we are just like grinding into this one thing. Mm, Oh my gosh. I resonate with that so much with radio. And I just think because my job, you know, I was this personality on air and I was like, who am I without that? And so I've kind of gone down that whole discovery, I guess, wrote over the last year or two. And um, tell us more about that. Oh man, it's confronting. And like, because when I left I was like yep I'm ready for this and I was like I don't need radio even though I was probably quite scared but I just knew that there was just like a real pull for me to come home and to I guess put down my roots and just anchor and be in nature and be with family like that was just really what was calling me home at the time I was like yeah no radio I'm pretty sure it's fine like I'm done with it now but then it starts creeping back and it's like well you should be doing that you're not good enough you sh- you should you know be doing this and that and I was like no I wanted to step away from that I wanted to step away from that ego but it always comes back and it always comes and creeps in um so it's keeping it in check which I have found. Oh, yeah. Good for you for doing that. That's huge. That but I just that really way. resonate with you guys. And it's like mm. dropping the attachment to that identity that you have and creating other parts of your life. So it's not like if that falls over, your whole life is just mm. ruined. Yeah. I, I love what you said there as well, PJ, where it it's all always in ebb and flow yeah. as well. So like, you know, you can – come to this like, oh, I don't need radio. I actually like really value this. And then part of you is like, oh, but maybe I do. And then another part of you is like, no, but maybe we don't. And like, I am often like having those moments. I um, I recently moved to the Mornington Peninsula. Amazing. I, which is so lovely. But I've also kind of realized it's not far enough from Melbourne because I'm always getting pulled back into Melbourne. Yeah. But I, I do, I love the Mornington Peninsula so much. It's beautiful there. But I, um, you know, I really like get pulled between my two worlds of nature and slowness and then <sighs> like city, everything's happening, ego, rah, 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 like makeup, nice outfits. Yes. And then I'm like, and then I'm back. And it's like really like. It's this, almost like this, two totally yeah. different people, right? Yeah, I have to remind myself that that's okay too, that like it's okay to be part of the dance. It's okay to feel stuck in, you know, the city version of myself that like exists within, you know, all the things that happen in our society. As long as I also remember that it's okay to come back and like that both parts of myself can exist at the same time. And it's just the grass is always greener mentality that always creeps back in. Like you're you're like, no, this is what I want to do. And then you get to that position and then, oh, but, but maybe life wasn't so bad, like in that old environment. And then it's just like a horrific cycle. 
that we get ourselves yeah. into. Yeah, totally. And I feel like, because I am same dance, totally. We're all dancing together. Yeah. And I feel like every time I come back to the slowness, I come back that little tiny bit stronger. Mm. And so it's like the more times I dip in and out, I start to almost bring that part of me back. Because for me, when I go to Melbourne, like living in Byron, living away from friends and family and work, like it's so easy to be fully this here. Mm. But then every time I go back to Melbourne and I come back here, I'm like, whoa, totally lost myself. What happened? Someone yeah. called it Melbourne, Melbourne lag because like a lot of people <laughs> around here have that feeling. And the more times I keep going back and forth, I feel like I'm integrating it also eventually there's just going to like be Turn one that one. Yeah, yeah, the best yeah. bits of all. Oh, yeah. I like the idea of that because I haven't really gone to the city too much. Like I have a little bit. But again, it's probably from scrolling on social media that makes me feel like I'm missing out on the city life, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my oh. God, absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, we'll wrap this up very soon. But um, I just wanted to finish on some advice that you girls would give to your 18-year-old selves. Oh. I'll start with you, Steph. <laughs> I was just going to be like, sweetheart, come here. Let me give you a hug. <laughs> the poor dear. Oh. I mean... I do feel like looking back, it all happened for a reason and I don't regret any of it, but I just, I just feel like I would say to her, it is going to be okay and let go and relax and enjoy and learn the lessons and feel shit. Like it's all okay because things will shift. Mm. And I just think that Jess and I were speaking to someone in their 20s recently and we were saying to them, oh, your 20s are so shit. And they were like, help me. What do I do? Oh, no. Like, I think she was, I think it was our cousin even and she was 20. She was about to turn 20 or 21 and she was like, what? Don't tell me this. But I feel like it's just, it's going to be okay and you don't need to rush through it to get to the, the better part of it. Mm. And I think had I known that it was going to get better and be okay and that it was okay to like, feel all those messy times then that would have just made it that little bit easier mm, and like remembering that it's again always easy to say this but harder to remember in the moment but like it's either a lesson or a blessing right mm. Which is, yeah uh, what about you Jess what would you say to your 18 year old self well it's so difficult isn't it because yeah. a part of me wants to be like I don't regret anything it all happened <laughs> for a reason it got me here which I, like, is that what I just said I do the same <laughs> Like, which I, I, you know, like I, I wholeheartedly believe that, you know, I love where I am. Like I love today um, and I love who I am today and not, I wouldn't be who I am today if mm. none of those things happened. And I found being a young person really difficult. Um, and I abandoned myself for like probably the first like six years of my twenties, I would say. Um, so I guess it's more around okay, something is definitely like everyone feels this way. I remember like in those moments, like in the first six years of my 20s, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, like I remember feeling like what's wrong with me? No one in my circle was talking about how weird they felt. So I felt really isolated and alone in my experience. And it wasn't until I started talking about it and everyone around me was like, yeah, same, yeah, same, yeah, same. Mm. I was like, oh, sweet. Why have we been wasting our lives, mm. like saving face and not actually talking about how we feel? Um, and then I guess the other, the other thing would be like your sensitivity is your superpower. 
Um, and I feel like I, I'm so sensitive and emotional and I probably spent so much time pretending that I wasn't and like how wasteful, you know, like what a, anything that's a part of me is a beautiful thing. Um, but I, I think that I, you know, we, we didn't grow up in a family where like feelings were super talked about. Like we're very sweepy under the ruggy. Mm, um, sweepy under the ruggy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I didn't know that that was of value. Um, and mm. I always like I think that that was the, my, my least favorite part about myself is mm. that my sensitivity and my like deep, deep capacity to feel. And now um, and you're then, using that in your business and look how far it's got you. Totally. Yeah, I guess it would be that. But and then to a broad 18 year old, just like whatever you are is the best thing that you could ever be. I don't know why we spend so much time trying to be things that we're not. I feel like so much time could be saved if we just realized that we were all fabulous. Life is just just so much better when we get to be authentic. Yeah. And isn't it funny because we grow up hearing this advice of be yourself and like when you hear that, you're like, no, mom, I'm not going to be myself. That's the worst advice ever. And then now we're like, just yeah. be yourself. <laughs> After going through hell and back, you're like, nah, yeah, though, she, she knew what she was up to. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you girls, I know that you, you wrapped up your podcast, was it around mid-year last year? And is there some talk of it coming back? You know what? It's just that that thing where we don't want to be biting off more we, than we can chew. And yeah. we stopped How to Live the Podcast, which we loved and was a total passion project. And then we started Tubes, a Tubes podcast, yeah. which was awesome. And we had a lot of fun doing it. But we just realized it was way more time than we needed to be giving it. And it wasn't moving the needle in a big way. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because actually since stopping it, our sales have really exploded. And I, that's probably because we have more time to just yeah. be laser-focused. Yeah, uh, there's, there was this book I read when I was like 20 called The One Thing and it was talking about how to be successful in business. You just focus on one thing and I always remember thinking of that over the years and I never, I was like, oh, we should be doing that but what about these things that we also should be doing? And now it's like, no, we're literally just selling our shoes online and that's it. The one that's thing. thing. That's, that's so, our one thing. That's so simple yet effective. Yeah. Oh, well, Jess and Steph, I'm so stoked, A, that I didn't mix you up during the chat. I, <laughs> I think I got you your names right. if you did. <laughs> um, oh, my God. The other day at my first women's circle, I don't think I told you this, Jess. Sorry, PJ, cutting you off. No, please. To, I want to hear more about the women's circles. <laughs> so we're in our very first women's circle and somebody came that Jess and I have known for like 10 years. And we went around the circle and said how we know each other or how we ended up coming to the circle. And she looks right at me and she was like, Jess invited me to the circle and I'm just so grateful. And then she spoke about it for like five minutes, having no idea that she just called me by my sister's name. And I'm sitting there with this group of women who don't know me. And I'm like, oh my God, they're all going to be my name is Jess now. (laughs) Anyway, she realized later and she was mortified. And then she spent the whole circle like, her shit that she was talking about in the circle was how much shame she felt around oh, doing that. No. So everybody oh, calls us by each other's names. It's yeah. so hard to know when Amazing. to correct them. It's, yeah, we just we just like whatever. We wrote with answered, it. Yeah, we we answered it both. Hey, well, you guys are both legends and I so appreciate you coming on today and can't wait to continue watching the success of Tobes. Um, it's just such a cool story. And yeah, thank you very much. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. It was so nice to chat. We I like know. getting deep. So like, yeah, it's like I love getting, getting deep. deep on a Friday. <laughs> I Wonderful. Know. I actually have come away with so many things. So thank you for inspiring me and everyone awesome. who's listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks, KJ. It was so fun. <laughs> Steph and Jess Dadden, honestly, such infectious girls to talk to. Not in a bad way, in a good way. Actually, speaking of infectious, to be really transparent, when I did record that chat, I was dreading it because I was battling gastro. I was on kind of the other end of it, (laughs) Um, but I wasn't feeling great. And sitting down and talking to them just turned my day around it really did and and it inspired me and there were so many nuggets um, of wisdom to sort of think about and mull over after that chat so I really hope you resonated with it as well and if you want to follow them the dad and sisters um, how to live you can look them up online and check out tubes the shoe brand so much fun Uh, they've always got really fun designs out Um, good way to bring in summer you know Um, and don't forget if you haven't I'm so awkward. If you haven't subscribed uh, to the potty, don't forget you can do so. The PJ Podcast, wherever you listen, love you to leave a review. Have a great day. Keep being you, man. Because that's what's really cool. It really is. Have a good one. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.